Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the coffee break. I am Franklin Taggart. This is what's left of my coffee. It's not very much, but it's Mother's Day, and I just wanted to say a few words um, about a couple of mothers in my life. Um, I'd like to start with my mom. Uh, my mom is Betsy Taggart, and Betsy is, uh, she's 83 years young, and um, is one of the, I don't know, one of the most heroic figures in my life. Um, and there's a lot to that. I'm probably not going to go into as many details as I could, but I just want to, to just mention that my mom is somebody that I look to as a, a very positive role model and as someone who is living life on her terms and has created the life um, that she wanted for herself. Um, and it didn't start out that way. Uh, what I know about my mom, she's, she's mentioned to me that when she was growing up, she felt like that she was kind of, she felt like she was kind of a plain. In fact, she, she thought she was an ugly person, uh, physically. And, um, and she just, she was very active in school and she was always, you know, always an achiever and always doing good things in school and, and things like that. But down deep, there was a, there was a part of her that was, you know, really struggling with, with a self-esteem that was pretty low. Um, and what's, what's really interesting to me is that, um, I mean, when she married my dad, she graduated from college, I think in 1961 and she married my dad, um, not long after that, it, it's uh, <laughs> actually, no, did she graduate in 60 or 61? I can't remember now. I think she graduated in 61 and they got married not long after she graduated, like maybe a month after she graduated. And she moved from Virginia, where she had grown up, all the way to the middle of nowhere, Wyoming, where my dad had grown up. And um, they lived in this little town called Rollins, where the state penitentiary is. And uh, my dad was a school teacher. Um, and I think at the time that school teachers made about $2,000 a year uh, in salary. So it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, it certainly was anything but a life of glamour. Um, but my mom went into that marriage in good faith and, and wanted to make things happen. And ultimately found that it was difficult for her to fit in to where she had landed and ultimately decided that she wanted to, you know, to find who she was. And what was really interesting to see is that as I was growing up and, you know, through my junior high school and high school days, my mom was going through a um, pretty significant reinvention of herself. And a lot of that had to do with just you know, putting herself out there in ways um, that were that were assertive. That were um, she she applied for jobs that you know exposed her to to new ways of living. Um, I, I remember um, the first job that she had when I was growing up was she she worked was she was a secretary um, at the University of Wyoming for. Uh, um, for a department chair there. 
And that was kind of the beginning of when we saw my mom start to become her own person. Um, and over the next several years, um, she took jobs wherever she could take them. I remember she worked for a, a department store for a year when we lived in Greeley and, um, she was, you know, she would take any kind of job that she could get. She's an exceptional pianist. And, um, during that time, she also went and finished her master's degree in piano performance, uh, at UNC. And the other thing that happened during that time was, um, she started to learn about money. When I was in high school, she was working for, um, a broker, a stockbroker in Wyoming, and she started to learn how investments work. And ever since that time, she's been involved in like investment clubs and, and different types of, you know, explorations around how to invest wisely. Um, she's done really, she's done all right for herself, uh, with her investments. And I've, I've learned a lot just from watching her do that. I'm certainly not in any, I couldn't compare myself at all to what she's learned, but my mom is just brilliant when it comes to that kind of stuff. And then ultimately she ended up getting a job with the phone company and with the phone company, she rose to the very, very, very highest, um, position that she could get. Um, and she was the marketing director for, for the whole state of Wyoming, um, uh, for government and, um, and education accounts. She did all right. And then she retired. She traveled for a few years. Um, and then after she retired, she ended up having three, three jobs because there were just things that she saw that she could do that she could contribute. And she, you know, she had bought a house. Um, she had, um, she had settled really, she'd done really well with her retirement, um, you know, and she'd done all of this stuff and all of, all of a sudden here she was retired. She'd done the traveling that she had wanted to do. And then she ended up taking three new jobs. She was the music director at a church, which was the job that she just recently left. And she was there for 18 years. And then she also was a, an accompanist for, uh, for high school students. And then she was also uh, doing um, executive director work for um, a local music group. She's just somebody who who finds ways to contribute to her community, to to do important work. And a lot of times it's the work that other people just don't want to do. And she'll just go right in there and get it done. So I, I have so much admiration for my mom. Um, I've seen her transform from a person who was not very confident in her, in her own skills and, her, and in her own self to someone who just really has become kind of a linchpin in her community and is surrounded by wonderful, creative, and delightful people. So I just want to say to my mom that 
I just, I couldn't look up to you more. And I, I appreciate the person that you are and the person that you, you are still becoming, even as a, an octogenarian. <laughs> you're you're a, a wonderful role model for me. Now, the other person that I'd like to just bring out is my wife, Monica. Monica is also a person who has re reinvented herself and has, has, you know, done a lot of soul exploring, trying to figure out, you know, what is this life about and where do I contribute and where do I fit in? Um, she started off, you know, getting a degree in national security uh, and Soviet studies. And then the Soviet Union was gone. <laughs> and she was originally, I think, kind of being groomed for work with, you know, government agencies like CIA and probably the Department of State. And at some point she just realized that that wasn't the path. That wasn't what she, down in her soul, was really here for. And so she started exploring, what is it then? And ultimately what she found was that the things that she really cared about were people's wellness and that people would be able to, to heal themselves through the food that they ate and through, through alternative methods um, that, you know, that are powerful, wonderful ways of, you know, addressing health problems that we have on every level. And I've watched her too reinvent herself from square one. Um, I remember in between our two children being born, um, Monica took a job um, and got her actually got her license in uh, real estate when we lived in DC. And um, she was faced with a choice after Bodhi was born. She could have easily gone into real estate. She had a license. She had. She was in a, you know, she was in a very good agency. And DC at the time was just, it was blowing up like crazy with real estate. And she made the challenging choice to start her own business, um, and to start her own uh, nutrition and and consulting and and teaching practice, um, teaching people how uh, to eat better and how to get more nutrients out of their food. As a mom, Monica has, has risen to every challenge that's come her way. Um, she had to live through our first child, not, not, not living. And when our daughter died, um, Monica, she went through it like an amazing, you know, amazingly difficult time. And she went through it with grace and grit. And two years later, <laughs> our son came along and he hasn't stopped. So he's, he's a handful and she's risen to every challenge that has, has come her way as a mother. And I just, again, I have nothing but deep love and admiration for the way that she is in the world in this person that she is becoming as well. Um, so those are two people that I'd like to just give special honor to. And today we're, we're remembering Monica's mom who just passed away in March. Um, 
Marilyn was a good mom. She, she did her best by her kids. She loved her kids fiercely. And despite some of the challenges that she was having, um, she would have, uh, she would have gone to, uh, she would have gone to violence for her children. <laughs> and she's deeply missed by the family and by the people who knew her. And um, we just want to remember her too um, on this Mother's Day. Um, I just want to say to those folks out there who are mothers that I know that you've been doing everything that you know how to do to be the best mom that you know how to be. And it's not an easy job. It doesn't come with an owner's manual. And, you know, if you are a person who is, is not a mother, I also want to honor you as well. Um, because there are a lot of folks that I know who either intentionally or not intentionally just found that parenthood wasn't in their, wasn't in their stream. And the thing that's really interesting to me is that that nurturing quality comes through in so many ways um, that I want to honor. I want to honor all women on this day and all, all single parents, anybody who's stepped into the gap and has just been in a nurturing role with children, more power to you. And thanks for what you've done. So folks, that's all I've got to say about that today. This is the coffee break uh, for Mother's Day in 2022. I'll be back again tomorrow with yet another coffee break. I do always appreciate you listening. And um, I will be back tomorrow. Have a good night.